Yeah, I, I, I like to say that I have like a bit of an intensity when, I, when I'm uh, battling. I, I don't like to think I'm that intense outside of the ring, but as soon as I get in the ring, it's almost like a, I, I call it, it's funny because what I always, like my body, we call it the Zen intensity. It's like there's a sense of Zen to it where I'm not paying attention to anything going on around me, but it's mm. because there's so much intensity going through my brain right now. Today on the show, we are joined with Beast Mode Battle Rap Champion A1. We do a deep dive into his journey, talk about the early seeds that inspired him to step into the ring, his journey, his evolution to finally becoming the Beast Mode Champion, which makes him one of the top active battle rappers in all of Canada. And we talk about a lot of other subjects, such as finding your true self in an art form and the magic that happens after that, dealing with moments of the most intense pressure in layers and layers of things in the art form of battle rap that you do not see from watching it on the surface. This is such a great talk and an episode I wanted to do for a long time and it was just as great as I imagined it to be. But I can talk and talk and talk about it, but let's get right into it. Here's A1. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me today, man. Um, like uh, we've been talking back and forth. This is kind of like months in the making since you won the title. <laughs> I've been uh, bugging you and just both our work lives were just all over the place. And I'm, I'm yeah. so happy we got a moment to just shoot the shit right now because your journey has been incredible. And like when I think about even my journey of filming battle rap too in the past few years, you're a big part of that and just seeing you evolve and grow and then become the champion is just so fucking cool to me man like it's crazy I appreciate that honestly it, it's been a wild wild ride <laughs> um you were there actually for the like the first one we were talking about this at the, the last event breakthrough that happened you filmed my intro and all the battles for the py tourney which is actually how everything started yeah so, yeah and i i wanted to get that because like uh like I mentioned, I've seen your journey, but mostly in the ring. Like I see you at events. We we always have like great convo around there, but there's different layers outside of your story that I genuinely don't know. And I'm very curious of, of like yeah. even for you entering the Prove Yourself tournament, but for people who aren't, uh, aren't people who follow battle rap and don't know what we're talking about, basically King of the Dot, like, is uh, one of the biggest leagues in North America. And every so often they would have the, these little tryout events. And uh, this one happened to be a tournament where I met A1, I was filming it and he jumped in. And I wanna know like your process leading up to that. Were you a fan of King of the Dot? Were you rapping by yourself in your room? Like I could fucking smoke these guys. And like, how did this all happen? So, um... I've actually, I've been a fan of battle rap forever, honestly. Like even before I was rapping, I was a fan of battle rap. Mm -hmm. uh, I I was making, like I made music, like just, I never really released much, just kind of kept it most of myself. I actually have a laptop with like over 400 songs on it. They're just unreleased. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's cringeworthy to listen to some of it now. It's like, it started from like when I was in high school type of thing, right? Mm, but yeah. So I followed battle rap heavy. I went to World Dom 2 was my first live event, I believe. Mm. But I've been, I've been doing it since like way before that. And then uh, obviously met Organic there, like 
just like chopped it up as a fan. I was one of those guys getting autographs early back in the day when battle rap was just popping off. I had them all autographed in my shirts and shit. <laughs> so cool. But, uh, so then I started just like sending messages to them like every now and then like, Oh, I'm going to, going to, uh, jump into these one of the, one of these times and got sent towards gully who I'm sure every battle rapper does at that point when they, they hit up work anyway, I'm coming to King of the dot. You got to go through gully first. You got to go through GZ. He's the gatekeeper of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he does it. So, uh, I, I messaged him saying it and yeah, yeah, we're going to get you on something or whatever. And it was, I don't know. I was kind of just saying it. You say it with bravado and stuff, but then you're once you're sitting there, at your, when you're writing or whatever, you're like, "Do I really want to jump in this? These guys are killers." <laughs> yeah. What the <laughs> fuck did I sign up to? Like, yeah. So, yeah. It becomes yeah. like when the idea becomes something real. It's like it's so many exactly people can watch from the distance and like watch this shit on YouTube. It's like, oh yeah, I can smoke that guy. But then the moment you finally yeah. sign up it's like oh my god like that's when yeah. nerves you didn't even know you had like kind of kick in and well honestly like the ner- i hadn't even signed up at this point i was just telling them like oh i want to i want to battle and, and then when i like sit down i'm like i'm gonna write some battle bars and stuff it's like oh shit like these guys <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but uh so but i eventually once i saw the the py tournament thing they're saying that they're doing the prove yourself tournament and they wanted people so i hit them up and he said, yeah. So I literally just started writing. That was like, I think I was four weeks out. So I started writing a bunch of stuff and I was like, some of it, I still liked to this day. I like some of it. And then some of it, when you watch back, you can tell it's part of the times, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it went good. I showed up and it's funny too, because that tournament, there was 16 battlers and I think it's like 10 of them today are beast mode battlers still, or like we're like very active beast mode battlers. And I'm friends with like, I think everybody that was in that PY tournament, the original one. Yeah. It's, it's such like a crazy grouping. Cause we've had like, uh, from being around like uh, behind the scenes back in the day, we had different like PY events and not always the tournament format and maybe like one or two per people each show, like maybe even just one person every time we had one out of the whole group would like stick around and push through it where that, one grouping in that tournament was is like i didn't even think of it until you mentioned it right now it's like yeah like a lot of these guys are still around you know like uh where it's like the yes was in there merge was in that one cja was in the first py tourney actually Mm, yeah that's amazing yeah yeah and I, i remember you being uh one of the standouts as well too and like you mentioned like maybe some of your stuff like you look back now compared to how you evolved you're just like fuck like this doesn't hold up or whatever but for your very first time i remember that being incredible and even to the point where um whether they told you or not like a lot of the king of the dot staff and like legends like like a bishop brigante and organic were very impressed with you too and be like that guy's one to watch to the point where like maybe you didn't have everything at the time but they knew you had the potential and just the overall vibe you know like there's something you can't teach certain people which is like stage presence which i always felt you had yeah i i I like to say that i have like a bit of an intensity when i when i'm uh battling i I don't like to think i'm that intense outside of the ring but as soon as i get in the ring it's almost like a i I call it it's it's funny because what i always like my bodies we call it the zen intensity it's like there's a sense of zen to it where i'm not paying attention to anything going on around me but it's Mm. because 
there's so much intensity going through my brain right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I guess you, it's probably uh, like a lot of like professional artists get that, like whether they're like a guitar player, just ripping a solo or a comedian, just ripping a set as well. It's uh, I've heard this um, from other interviews on this show too, where you do get lost in the moment. And sometimes like as an artist, like that's the only place you can find that. And do you, I, that's my favorite thing to watch. If I'm watching like a live concert, like some old like rock bands and stuff, watching that. Once you hit that guitar solo, when you see the guitars close their eyes and they start swaying while they're going on, it's like, oh, he's in the moment right now. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And a lot of times, yeah, yeah, you could feel it. And a lot of times, like, uh, like when a, a moment of brilliance like that happens, you can talk to the artist afterwards and they don't even remember it. Like, it's almost like a black. Do you get that feeling when you like crush a battle? You're just like, oh, Whoa, what happened? Every single battle. I, I was saying this to uh Skrilla cam after the battle. I won the title. We went out afterwards. I couldn't say a single line that I said in the battle. It's like I black out and then it's just like something in my brain just like deletes it. The moment the battle's done, it's like, Oh, I'm done with this. And it's gone. It's like, I just snap out of it and I forget everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I even remember um, after you won the championship, uh, we went up the block just around the corner from the venue was a Hooters. We all ordered a million chicken wings and you're sitting there with the belt. And I would have like, I think a lot of people would imagine you like drinking and celebrate. I remember you just being so like calm and like chill and the rest of us were excited for you, but you were just kind of like, just. In I was soaking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Battle, I gotta. I spend like, oh, let's. I don't know. There's some. I'm you'll find out maybe through this interview. I got some fucking quirks to me as far as battle rap, but uh, I might take it too seriously sometimes. But I definitely process like after every battle, I'll forget the material and like I'll, I'll black out or whatever, like however you want to term it. But the rest of that night, I'm kind of processing everything that I remember that they said, every person's facial reaction that I remember seeing from the crowd and what what was it that made them react to something? Was there certain tones in my voice that I didn't like or certain inflections that I'd never heard them use before? Like I go deep in my, like I got probably the stuff I was thinking about sitting at that table. <laughs> Man. It, that's, that's so cool to hear too, because one thing I have noticed uh, from seeing your journey at events and being in the ring beside you is that every time you do something, you get better and better and better each and every show or event and to hear what you just said it's it's kind of crazy like how you analyze all that stuff but that's what it like takes to get to yeah. the next step and stuff like that so there's such a level of awareness and like the people mm -hmm. at like the the that upper echelon of battle rap they're so talented beyond just like their rap abilities like and and it's like not even just charisma it's all of it together and then that awareness that we're talking about like at the same time to know that there's a there's up to a thousand people watching you and to somehow keep all of them engaged and still be looking at the camera and be having the host beside you reacting like it's it's something else when they can deliver all of that package together yeah and it, it's funny too because uh like I, I i often uh compare like battle rap to wrestling like it doesn't get like the like lots of people will like shun it just because of the style of entertainment and they see it like what it is on the surface yeah but there is so many layers to what is actually going on oh, yeah. and 
even till now, like I've been like around this, the battle rap scene for like 10 years and I'm still finding like new things I appreciate about the art form and culture. And again, it's like a casual can turn it on and just be like, oh, these guys are just talking about like killing each other and like rhyming and stuff. But then <laughs> you you look beyond that and be like, oh my God, that's a triple entendre. This is happening. This is happening. This guy had a bad day and he's trying to like put this, like there's so much going on at once and you have one moment and you can never use this material ever again. It's wild. Yeah. There's, and there's like, there's stuff from old battles that I wish I would have saved for now because it's like stuff that's like, well, it is what it is, but it's just there's good material. But like you said, once and it's gone. If you say it, it's like you can't say that again. And if someone else says it, you can't say that. Like it's gone. It's out there already. Yeah, true, true. But as and, far um, as the, like the wrestling comparison, I agree totally. But I like like as much as the wrestling I agree with, I also just think that there's like a more modern, I guess, is the UFC. I, like just the, the format of the UFC with the rounds and everything. And while there's not the physical implications, obviously there's still like, you're, you're trying to damage your opponent. You're trying to knock them out. You're trying to like do the same type of thing. And then there's a camaraderie afterwards, most times like mm. the same way. And uh, the, the losses, I feel like a loss, if you lose badly, it could hurt just as bad. Maybe not physically. You don't got broken bones or a shattered face or something, but you're you're hurting for weeks after that yeah yeah and it pushes you down the ladder and then you have to like it's almost like months of work of you building like you got to restart again and build up again it's uh it's such a wild like sometimes it's a lesson though like i so fresh off that py tourney that we were talking about i won the py tourney i just that was my first time battle rapping i'm thinking oh i'm i'm built for this i'm the man i'm gonna come in here and (laughs) i'm gonna be a champ in the next six months and I had a battle with Pepe uh, two months after that. And that was my first actual battle. And I learned what battle rap was. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Shout out to Pepe. Like, yeah, shout out to Pepe. I credit him to this day. He taught me what battle rap was in that battle. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's amazing too. Cause like around that time he was still growing and evolving too. And now like, look at you guys are just like, I, I consider like both of you, some of the best in Canada right now. And it's and Pepe, Pepe is such a good dude too. Just outside of battle rap, just like a genuine, he's one of the best humans I've met in battle rap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We were actually like talking about like future events today too, and like texting back and forth and um, just his drive and um, beyond himself um the plans in just genuine like passion he has for growing the community is is so amazing and i feel like a lot of us on the beast mode umbrella we're kind of feeding off that energy too and it's all turning into something very special right now like uh i haven't been a part of something so unique um ever than like right now there's just a certain vibe to it of growth and excitement and it's got to be cool in your shoes that you're the champion of this league that's getting this buzz and just uh, interesting stuff is happening and it's like about to get bigger and bigger yeah i just like i don't even i don't even like i do like the fact that i'm the champ of the league while it's while it's growing like that and stuff but like you could like any of the Moss Band guys, they know it's not for me. It's not even about being the champ as much as just like the fact that there is, is that energy with Beast Mode right now. It's so mm-hmm. just like revitalizing almost is the word. Because like after the after COVID and everything, there was a big like a almost like a sigh of, of 
a community sigh within battle rap where everyone's just like oh like it's yeah but i feel like beast mode has kind of put that energy back for the canadian scene anyways the toronto scene definitely yeah 100 percent. even i was thinking too like throughout covid like i think a lot of our mentality was like oh my god this is such a step back for the scene we were we were in motion and blah 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 but i find like the most interesting thing is the first couple shows we had back each and every one of you has evolved so much like i i compare it to like the first uh iron man movie where tony stark's in the cave and he just builds <laughs> the fucking suit and he comes out just firing missiles and killing everybody <laughs> i feel like that happened to like everybody in the league like to where like you guys are shocking me especially you man i remember your performance back and like your style has evolved so much and i make this joke every time i see you at an event and uh <laughs> like since covid and i'll whisper it to somebody or say it to you like when you're done your rounds uh after i i uh listen to some a1 rounds i'm like yo i gotta read more books in my life like you just like <laughs> like the, the references you make and talk about like hydron colliders <laughs> and fucking just <laughs> the universe and conspiracies and it also all making sense to attacking your opponent too it's just That's- that's the key to everything is it has to make sense still it has to be relatable to what it should be relatable to yeah yeah so i i wanted to ask too like um since i've seen this growth with everybody especially like the whole moss band crew that you're in too like they've all leveled up when they came back were you guys like kind of just writing over that time or were you just thinking about what you can do better next time shit comes back if it comes back i know there was like such a like uncertainty like over covid times but what was your mentality um in the middle of all that um so like personally i was writing through the whole thing i'm like i'm always writing so i actually had a a laptop die a week out before the skrilla cam battle and I, i don't know if this is taboo to be saying for some ammo for someone in my future battles but i had like seven or eight rounds worth of like that that good stuff that i had been like switching my style to and it's all gone now like i lost it all oh damn yeah so i was i was stocking up over covid like i had some shit just sitting there that i was like obviously i'm gonna use bits and pieces and apply it to whoever i'm as my opponent getting kind of fourth wall and battle rap right now (laughs) but uh um yeah it's it's gone so basically i was stocked up but i'm kind of now I'm just kind of writing as it goes, but speaking for some people, like without names, but there is people who I know were writing over COVID and there's also people who completely lost their love for battle rap because they got it battle raps that you got to love it to, to keep doing it because it is a commitment, especially if you're going to be grinding and try and like actively battle every month or every two months, you got your, your writing in between there. So it's not like you're not just doing anything in that meantime. So mm-hmm. the break, I think some people got used to not, being in that mode and then they didn't want to get back into that mode where they feel like they have to be writing all the time and stuff yeah yeah it was definitely like i can imagine for like a lot of you guys uh that time away from it had to like even though like the world was in a fucked up place it had to be like such a breather in a bit of a stress release instead of always thinking about like your next opponent and because it's such like these are such high pressure situations you guys are putting yourself into yeah, I loved it because like my fit well 
evident by the like the style that I rap with when I battle is like my favorite part about battle rap is writing the battle. Like how challenging myself, how creative can I get and still make it within the limitations of battle rap before they think, oh, he's just spitting crack talk, crackpot spells. <laughs> up there. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. That line sometimes, but I, I feel like I'm doing it well right now. Where there's sometimes where I'm going in there, like this one might be the one where they're like, He's lost it, he's gone now. <laughs> like, he's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> but I, I think, um, you kind of uh not only found like your style but found yourself, and um, again, yeah, yeah. like I always like relate things to different art forms because we talk to like so many different people on this show too, and I find yeah. the the magic happens whether you're a musician a comedian a battle rapper a writer whatever is when you can tap into something so unique into yourself that nobody else can do because it's you yeah. but it takes time and like a journey to get there and yeah. i think what's very interesting about coming back um after covid i feel like a lot of like the scene, especially in beast mode, um, a lot of these people have tapped into that. Like whether it's like a dysfunctional, a boss man, Riz, a Dubs, Illy, yourself. Like there's, I can go on and on. I'm probably forgetting a couple of names. Sorry if I didn't shout a bunch of you who've tapped into that. But there's just um, that's something special which I think is needed to evolve. And I wanted to ask you. Um, when you started writing in this style, um, did you have a moment that you recall where you had an epiphany where you're like, this is what I need to do? Like, Yeah, so the first time that I actually like, if I call it the style, I like if, if we were to name it, I call it between just like a little inside joke between the moss being I just call it the formula because it's I figured out the formula. So nice. it's like when I that style, it's like I'm using the formula for this round. But mm -hmm. uh I, the first time I did it was actually versus Scott Free in a GZ battle that I did. I actually lost that battle, shot it, shot it to Scott Free. But uh, I did it in my third round, and that's the round that everyone gives me. And I was like, oh, they like when I just rap rap. And it's like, for my music stuff, going back to that, that's like I would just be going off on crazy tangents about conspiracies and aliens and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I, I know how to rhyme, like, and I know the context of what I'm talking about when, when it's that stuff. Like, I'm not just kind of like saying it because it rhymes. I know what I'm talking about when I'm saying it. So mm -hmm. I was like, it, it, I don't know. I was just like, I liked the reaction that I got for it. And I was like, I realized that it was something different and like, it's it's not really being done. I can I guess what I could say is that the closest thing to anyone in, in the Canadian scene that's done it is Bender. And I'm not putting myself on that level. I don't think it's anywhere close to the mastering that he has of the craft. But um, it's it's just like it was different. It was, I like I noticed that there's no one else doing it. And going back to something that Organic had told me when I had started battling, he's told me that I had potential and stuff. But everyone's got to find their thing. He's like, what's the thing? Mm. It's yeah. just like that's the moment kind of where I realized I was like, oh, there's my thing. Like I can I can rap better than these guys about stuff that they don't even know what I'm talking about, but it sounds good and people like it. So um, and then it's just it it's tailoring that and fine crafting it. And then there's certain battle rap limitations where you gotta keep things within the constructs of battle rap to get reaction from a crowd and for them to be like, Oh, that sounds like a battle round, and or as opposed to that sounds like a mixtape verse, where so it's mm -hmm fine-tuning those those crazy thoughts into a battle rap format and then i once once i did the scott free one and saw that i spent basically the whole lockdown fine-tuning that and then 
this has been the result. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And like you mentioned, you do like talk about like conspiracies, aliens, government oh, shit, space, <laughs> all that. So is this like something you're always like searching for, like uh, little angles? Or is this something like just media you just naturally consume because you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. And in, in saving myself for future battles, I'm not just like some giant flat earther alien conspiracy guy who's like always <laughs> yeah. like, to get us, dude. But uh, um, it's more so I'm just I, I like taking in information. That's part of also why, like, I think with the analyzing during during the battle thing that I was talking about in the black and eyes, because I got so much information coming in. It's like a high almost. Mm. So it's just like. I like watching documentaries about something that I have no idea what I, what it is, but I'll learn something. And then maybe that'll turn in. It's not that I'm watching it with the intent of turning it into a bar. It's just that's in on my brain when I start writing. And all of a sudden I'm talking about some random documentary that I watched. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Cause it's um like your style is so intricate, but I noticed some people they'll try to do that, but it seems forced. And with you, uh, the groove you get into, it just seems natural. It seems like, and especially that I guess that comes with confidence of being on the stage so much times. And like you mentioned before, too, actually knowing what you're talking about. I'm sure like I could take yeah. any part of like your conspiracy bars or whatever and ask you about it after the battle. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I seen on like this documentary, this and this leads to that or whatever. It's just like it just it comes off uh, natural, even though it's it's like just wild, you know, like the, the style. Yeah. Well, that's and getting into like almost like nerd rap about like the technicalities of rap. It's just there's certain ways to like and you have like descriptions to things. And it's just it's all about the wording of the thing. Like, I don't know how to properly, properly word it right now, but it's like you could say something the same way twice, but the second way is way more eloquent. And it's, it's just you said the exact same thing, but you said it in a way that just it struck a chord with people in a different form. Yeah, that's facts too. And that's what's, again, scary about uh, the art form. You can have something you write and you love it, but again, you can only perform it this one time where I've dabbled in stand-up comedy. And I had a moment where I delivered something wrong and I was just like, that didn't hit, but it was still like, there's something in there. And then I would do it again, like the next week at an open mic and just tweak a word or whatever. And then it hits, just boom. And, and I had like a lot of, battle rappers say um they thought like doing stand-up would be is is harder than battle rap but i totally fucking disagree man like you can tweak and learn and say the same thing over and over where you guys only have this one moment to do your yeah. own thing cue the eight mile soundtrack as someone who's only battled and like i've never done stand-up comedy i actually feel like this that stand-up comedy is more difficult but then again i haven't tried it but it's just it's such a different pressure right i'm used to the pressure of battle rap where the stand-up i can see where it's more free-flowing and whatnot where you don't have that but there's also it's like you're required to make them laugh instead of feeling any emotion you have to make them feel one certain emotion oh true that's interesting too yeah it's like yeah. as long as i make them feel something i did my job but you have to try and make them laugh it has to, you know what i mean yeah yeah and um, it, it, it comes down to the person right there's people who are more inclined to make someone laugh as to making them think where there's true true very true and um obviously like when i watch you too uh there's such a level of comfortability you have in the ring and 
I noticed this like talking to other performers as well. Like sometimes it may appear that way when the light is on is go time, but beyond that surface, they're a nervous fucking wreck. And I just want to know, like, how do you feel when you're about to step in the ring before a big battle? Um, it used to be like up until recently, it was nerves. And like, there's, I still have nerves, uh, like to a degree, but now it's like, I'm out. I've done it enough. And I've, I did a couple short notice battles recently versus tipsy and then one versus uncle buzz. And those gate honestly where I gained a lot of confidence where like, I always had a routine where I would have my stuff memorized at a certain time out. And then I would spend three days doing this. And then I was like very routine and those battles weren't routine. And I still got through them and arguably two of my best performances. So coming off of that now, like the last two battles, I think it's two or three since then. It's like, there's not much nerves going in there. It's like, as long as I know that I have my material and I know like, like it's, it took a bit to the fine tuning of the style switch, I guess, if you want to call it like to the formula stuff is there's like those battle rap ears where they're, uh, they're tuned to listening to certain things and certain things that they're looking for, like double entendres and funny jokes about someone or, or a disrespectful line about a family member that's going to get a certain reaction from them. But, uh, when you switch the style up on them, then it's going to take a couple of times of them hearing it to know what you're doing. Cause the first couple of times they're like, well, where's this, where's this? You used to do this. Where's this? And mm. then it's so, but now it's gotten to the point and with those, those uh, short notice battles where I'm comfortable with the style. I know that people know what to expect from me now. So I know that they're not going to be disappointed by what I'm doing. As long as what I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing at a high level and it's just a matter of like, not nerves, but like, I want to perform well, I guess it's like more of a slight pressure, but not nerves where I'm sweating and tensing up before a battle. Yeah. Amazing. And even, um, it's interesting to kind of like think about too, uh, as you talk about switching that style and I find they're in battle rap, there's kind of like a safe style that a lot of people do when they're new. And, uh, it goes, kind of goes back to us, uh, finding your thing as organic said to you but to find your thing has to be somewhat nerve-wracking sometimes to when you're switching up you're like okay i know this works i'm gonna try something unique and i don't know how it's gonna go it's gonna be hit or fucking miss but also i think stepping into those boundaries is what makes you grow whether it succeeds or fails because that turns into a lesson of what you can tweak to be an individual in this in the battle rap thing totally yeah it's it's like there's just so many like you said there's layers like people find themselves within battle rap and it's it's awesome to see sometimes and then sometimes people also (laughs) i guess the the bad side of people get exposed sometimes in battle rap where Mm -hmm. you might you weren't what you thought you were (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the growth of like styles like another person that i wanted to make sure to show too like you mentioned him earlier too dysfunctional his performance at the last event at breakthrough like that's perfect example of what you're talking about right there he kind of over the last couple battles he found his style where like he has a a sense of like he's very witty but he has a sense of like sarcasm and dry humor to him and in the last the last two battles especially he's taken that up a notch and then that red flag one he just you've seen him hit super saiyan form 
yeah that was that was the most comfy I've seen him in it it's again another one of those examples where I find it so rewarding to kind of like be a fly on the wall with you guys and see you guys evolve because even I do much different things than you like beyond filming and like just I think about things like with my podcast and stuff I get so inspired from the energy of the beast mode community because everybody's just trying to get better and better and I get to watch it happen and when I see a moment like you winning the title or dysfunctional the other weekend just leveling up against a vet and just boxing with him and finding himself it's just I get such a charge from that and it's like even though like a lot of you guys like thank me after events like oh thanks for filming or whatever I'm selfishly getting so much fucking inspiration from this almost like like a synergy like a symbiotic relationship we're both kind of benefiting from it was like thank you and you're like nah thank you Yeah, yeah. And it's it's something that's even really, really hard to explain. Um, most of my friends are not connected to the battle scene. And maybe they'll see me post a clip of like one of you guys. And it's like, they see it for what it is on the surface. It's like, oh, this guy's just talking about fucking the other guy's mother. But <laughs> I hope like, I know a lot of people like they listen to this show and they even like listen to episodes with uh people who are in art forms that they don't know about and I hope like from talking to you they can see all these other layers and why we as like a whole like appreciate this so much and why it's so hard and difficult and amazing goes into it yeah yeah it's it's awesome to hear you break down your process as well and um I kind of want to know as well like uh when you're preparing for a battle do you have a moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write, or is it more unconscious? Like just is, is battle bars always something on your head as you're like walking around like town or driving and just like see something and that connects to this or like kind of what, what goes on in your process? It used to be like that where it's like you see something and it's like, especially starting out when battling is like people become obsessed with battling when they start, like it's, it's addictive. Like the layers to it, once you start digging into those layers and that psychology, you want to find out more and, and keep going. And yeah, you start, you look at a street sign and you're like, Oh, I can make a, I can make a bar about that. Or you see some random thing on the street and you're like, Oh, that's a bar. But and over time I've kind of, tune back from that because you you can go crazy doing that and you start forgetting about other things in life yeah uh, yeah. um i have when so i again going back to the the ocd things i guess or whatever you want to call them the quirks as soon as i get booked for a battle that night i stay up and i write and i write and i write until i have like i've said everything that i can think of that's like the surface thoughts when i think of that person so Mm. it's like i all of that gets out of the way and then it's like normally after work or right before bed i'll try and like a couple times a week i'll sit down and then it's like try and spend a couple hours writing but like that could turn into a six hour thing because like you were saying you got to find that it takes it's a journey to get into that zone and to get to like to where you want to be you gotta make sure that you're holding yourself to a standard and like i can write i can write a whole bunch of stuff in 15 minutes if i wanted to but in order to write that stuff that's like consistent with what I feel like is my best. You got to 
sit there and write and write and tweak it and tweak it. So it could turn into a six hour thing or a four hour session that you planned on sitting down for a half hour or something. Mm. So it's like, and it's just sporadic. So it's like, maybe I'll get, so the night that I get booked for the battle and I know it's locked in, I'm sitting there writing and writing and writing. And it's not necessarily like structured. It's just a bunch of random thoughts. And then it's more about spending a couple hours here, structuring it. And then once I have enough material to make like two rounds, I'll normally cut that material down into one round, which would be like the best round. And then I'll keep writing until I have two more rounds and then cut that down into one more round. And then when it's just, just a matter of nothing like extensive, like where it's like every day I got to come home and write and write and write, but it's like a couple times a week I'm going to write. And then three weeks out from the battle, I like to be done writing. And then it's spending three or four days on just memorizing and make sure that I have the words down. And then it's practicing. Okay. I'm, I know the camera's going to be this way. The crowd's going to be this way. I'm going to make sure I'm sitting on this side of the ring when the battle starts. So I like when I'm pantomiming it right now, it's going to be exactly the angles that I'm pantomiming. So it's mm. like, you know, and that's, that's the stuff that goes into battle rap prepping the couple weeks out of it. And then it's like, but that's, that's me though. I'm su like, I'm super prepared. There's some guys, even within the league without ousting them, there's guys I know that start writing six days out and it's the ritual, like six days out from the battle, they start writing and then they just, they want to be in that like free flow state. It's like, as long as I have it down enough to get into the battle, I'll figure out the actions and everything else in the battle. But I can't, I don't know. I feel like I'm best when I'm prepared. Yeah, that's that's so interesting to hear too. And yeah, I can see uh, everybody having like a different process. And but uh, it gives me anxiety thinking of like the last minute guys. And like, say you sit down and then imagine like you just get hit with like a writer's block or something like that, and your time's limited to even practice memorizing your material, which is a whole other fucking skill as well. And uh, even when I did my uh, my one-off one round or two, that was the only thing that was causing me anxiety because I knew what I wanted to say. I had it down and it just was haunting me. It's like, what if I don't remember? Which I did like skip over a part and nobody noticed. It's just like magically connected. <laughs> but uh, do, you, do you ever feel that way too with like memorization? Because another thing about it's so funny about battle rap is I guess one of the, things that you know because you're performing they don't know your material so if you skip a line they don't know that you missed a chunk of material or whatever but in your head that's what trips a lot of people up is like just keep going and skip it don't try and oh no i missed something and then go back and end up choking yourself up or tripping over and then all of a sudden you just ruin the whole round that's it's so crazy because in your head you know you just messed up and you're killing yourself for it but they have no idea they're like this is a, this is a good round keep going <laughs> yeah and you know what's crazy too about that i noticed too sometimes people will slip up when they're in that flow state and it's almost like they even if they pick it up they'll be beating themselves up after like yo yep. i fucked up it's like yeah, we didn't happened. notice man like shit like, it's happened a couple times where like i'll yeah. be prepping with the moss band guys the night before and i'll go through the rounds and they sound like flawless and there's little voice inflections that i do and i'm like i need to remember that and it's it's like okay that was the performance and then it's you do it in the battle and it's like oh i didn't do it the way that i was practicing it it's like it kind of fell a little bit of flat but mm. um, depends sometimes you don't have the energy that day i guess or you like there's a whole culmination of things that go into once it's actually battle day you gotta 
everything's got to be that's why i like relating it to ufc too because fight week it's all about like making sure the the fighters at their peak performance like you don't want to be overtrained you want to be in your peak you don't want to be training during fight week it's like all about relaxing and making sure that you're like in the mental state to go in there for war <laughs> yeah it's so complex that's what i love about it too man it's it's so cool uh hear you break it down this way too and uh i expected this from having an episode with you too it's just <laughs> i can tell like you you really think about this stuff beyond the surface too yeah, yeah, kind of relating to like uh just being in like these different mental states too i noticed in the once again shout outs to pepe like um really a big one of the biggest driving forces of our last event and why it was so epic and he had to perform against like one of like such a top level guy from yeah. one of the biggest leagues in the world. We were flying him in. He's his name's a saga from the States. And so Pep is in one of the main events, but also running the event for two days, picking right. up people at the airport. And there's other things that um, I'm not going to talk about. Maybe he can talk about it one day with you guys but i'm just gonna keep like there was some other layers of things that happened throughout the day that was throwing a wrench in his gears he did his thing in my opinion one of the best performances of the weekend but then immediately after i went up to him and i'm like oh good shit man and he looked at me with like the straightest face he's like was that any good because his head was so in other places oh, yeah. and it's just battling is what and almost goes like full circle in our our conversation when we were talking about you winning the title too and you just kind of being like quiet and talking about like when you get in that zone you black out and you don't even remember what happened in the ring like it's wild yep it's like it's it, for him too though that was just a whole nother monster he was that was a like a big event first two-day event in a long time in beast mode biggest event in a long time in beast mode as well and it's like he's one of the the guys spearheading it he's responsible for everybody that was flown out there like you said running around making trips bringing water and beverages to the events to make sure that everybody still can keep drinking and meanwhile this guy is supposed to be like memorizing not memorizing but rehearsing and going through like how everybody does at events you see all the battle rappers walking off and going through their bars but he's sitting there running around catering to everyone <laughs> and then he's just yeah. supposed to just like that just all of a sudden he's a battler and he's yeah. in the ring low time It's different level man it's like if i was in his shoes i'd have a fucking panic attack yep even like <laughs> yeah but we're all built different and uh we're lucky to have him and wheezy oh, and joey sure. and just everybody it's a yeah, it's an interesting uh yeah, synergy we, happening right now wheezy's another one who's very important within the just the Canadian battle rap scene in general. Like he's thrown huge events with beast mode way before even my time where they had like PH and Cortez out to battle the generation that was coming up then. who is now like the vets, like the franchises and Joey's and stuff of the league now. So it's mm -hmm. like we, from day one, he's been that guy. He's, he's the one who, who started it all. Well, not started it all, but took over everything and started this movement, started what beast mode is now. And it yeah. be with yeah, 100% too. And even uh, I remember him on a live uh, that inspired me like down the road, I'm definitely going to have him on an episode of the creative imbalance and tell more about his story. And uh, I remember like a live he went on Facebook, uh, 
a, a handful of years ago, just kind of talking about like why he made Beast Mode and just kind of uh, his genuine philosophy around it too. And it is for us to have a place of community and even like, I don't want to butcher his words. I want to have him on here and say it, but it is a place for us to grow and have a community. And you can tell in his actions that it's not about him, you know, and it's genuine and it bleeds out into the community. And I just feel so uh, lucky to meet him and be a part of it and know you guys because that energy is in the room, even though people watch this on YouTube and see us like saying the most horrible shit to each other. The second uh, I stop the record button, you guys are hugging, having a drink, and it's a party. You know, it's a beautiful family. And yeah, and he keeps it that way too. He is like the enforcer of the family like feeling. He's it's it's not beast mode if it's not that family feeling, and that Weezy makes sure it stays that way, right? Like he's one of the most welcoming people to anybody in the league. Yeah. Even um, after the last event, uh, so I was talking to some of the out-of-towners and each and every one of the American guys said the energy is so different in a good way at yeah. this event. And even to the point where Saga was saying, oh, sometimes I fly around uh, North America. I go to these different shows and I'm an out-of-towner and the room doesn't want to fuck with me because they, they want to see him. They want to see me die. You know, it's like their guy against me, but we're yeah. beast mode. There's such a non bias where say yeah. like one of our, one of the out of towners like kills like one of our best friends. We'd be like going up to like our buddy who we should be biased to and just being like, yo, you fucking sucked like that time, you know, there's such like an honesty and non biasness to it. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And that's a, it's a rare thing, but it's true. Yeah. It, it, there's crowds that are definitely super biased and it, it can almost ruin the footage and like ruin the, the vibe of an event where like that goes back to that wheezy making everyone feel welcome. Even if you're not from the league and you're battling there, he's going to make you feel like you're one of those guys that's been with the league for five years. Yeah. And even um, with uh, kind of posting like some uh, some promo up to our last event, too, I've had some people, um, whether it's like family members or friends of mine uh, who've never been to a battle rap show before, ask me about it and just being like this kind of cool. But I think sometimes when we post these trailers, they seem aggressive, too. So I just want to let people know if they come to a beast mode event, you're going to be safe. And actually you're going to have a great time. You're going to meet a hundred new friends and it's just going to be an awesome day out. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that, but something's not going on outside the apartment. So apologies if you can. Oh but... no, it's, it's, it's muffled. We can't hear it at all. So that's, it's all cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. What were you going to say? The thing I wanted to say was, uh, this as far as the uh the biasness i have to make sure to shout out moss band of course that's yeah. something that we take pride in <laughs> by the way <laughs> um, yeah. every event we're telling each other if they lost like we're not we're gonna hold each other accountable like if if we lose we lose that's how it goes and we're not we're gonna react to the opponent's bars like even if, we, if there's gonna be five of us standing behind that one battler but if the opponent says something good that means you're gonna have five people standing behind you that are reacting for your opponent and we know that going into the battle like it's there's it's that's a 
a beast mode tradition. And it's almost like kind of carried on through genetics to the Moss Band thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in that room, if you're good, you're good. Non-biasness. But um, again, like, I don't know if there's other places in battle rap that are like that. It's more like home team versus away team. Almost like I can compare it to just sports in general. You know, it's like people are coming to these different venues around the world wanting you to, to lose. But imagine like you went to see the Leafs and montreal canadians play like in a town that's not toronto or montreal and just everybody's like cheering for every goal and like <laughs> booing like every penalty like that's like a beast mode vibe right there <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. definitely and then the odd it, it fits with the hockey too the odd fight in there and then uh lots of oh, drinking yeah. going <laughs> yeah that's gonna happen as well too you get the boys together it's just the boys yeah, the boys <laughs> that's that's just like a natural thing never without a town anytime there is any of that it's just it's all love anyways right anyone that we've seen have an issue they don't have an issue anymore and i'm pretty sure it's a, a friendly matter now mm-hmm. yeah so now Absolutely. yeah we're we were talking about how you won the title now having the title does this whole journey feel different being kind of like on top of the beast mode mountain. Do you feel like um, there's like a target on your head? Do you feel differently how you approach things? I, uh, first of all, it's like a, it's a sense of accomplishment. I have the belt sitting right here. I could throw it. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Please bring it in. <laughs> Got this sitting right beside my bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What a king. Beautiful belt, too. Yeah, trying to focus in a little bit here. Yeah. But yeah, um, keep this thing right on. Uh, it, it's a sense of accomplishment more than anything. It's like it shows like there's a lot of, a lot of work that gets put in by battlers that are just starting out that uh, you don't get paid for it. And it's hours and hours and travel money and the pressure that you feel. And there's no sense of reward for it or this i guess is my sense of reward this shows that i was doing something and it's it's something for it i guess but as far as the having the target on my head i welcome that i want like i want to be the guy that people want to battle right like i mm -hmm. want as as much as it's not intended to sound cocky but like I like to be challenged. So I want to, I want to go into a battle thinking that this guy's already been writing for me. Cause it's going to motivate me to write even better and, and be like, Oh, I'm the eight ball. I got to catch up and get ahead of this guy. And then I feel like that's going to bring the best out of me. Almost like some, uh, some weird Michael Jordan shit where you got to find a, an edge. Like, Oh, this guy thinks he's better than me. He's already ahead of me. I'm going to catch up to him and lap him now. Fuck. Yeah. It even shows just how much of a, a true fighter you are. And that, uh, <laughs> that just kind of bleeds out into your style into the ring, even though you're talking about all this intricate stuff, there's a certain style of aggression to it as well. Like, fuck you. You're not beating me. It's just a vibe you bring in the air, which is, is great. And something you can't teach. It's just, you yeah, have it or you don't have it. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's, it's intensity, but it's, it's almost like, a, I hate saying the word cocky, but it's like a, a confidence, I guess. Like I know, mm -hmm. If I rap the stuff that I wrote and the way that I want to rap it, you're going to have to do amazing to be better than me. You might be different than me and you might make them laugh or do something 
different than what I did, but to classify it as better than me, you're going to have to be amazing. And I just, I want to have that vibe while I'm rapping. Cause like, I want the crowd to feel that way too. Like, Oh, he has to be amazing to be better than that. Mm, yeah. Fire, fire. And to let people know around the corner, um, pretty soon a one's new battle is going to drop against XQZ absolute classic on both sides just so fucking entertaining bit of a styles clash but in the best way it's such a a war and um definitely when that comes out we're gonna reshare this episode and post the battle with it like once again and uh before we take off uh, where can people find you or anything else you want to say before we go uh yeah um i'm a1 day one beast mode on twitter and then uh that's really all the only socials I'm rocking right now. Uh, other than that, though, we just started. Sorry, my phone keeps popping up. Um, we just started the Moss Band YouTube channel, actually. It's just Moss Band. And uh, Dysfunctional has been doing a lot of work for that. We got some videos dropping. I believe there's one dropping on Monday. We're going to be dropping compilations and doing ciphers and uh, doing some uh, Boss Man watchbacks where we all watch some battles and stuff. Lots of content going to be dropping on there. Dubs uh, Spring Tea site. I'll get Dubs to actually post it on his social medias. It's Big Dubs and uh, Yahweh Y A H W E H. Um, he's <laughs> man merch. He's got shirts with the blah all over it. Yes, so, uh, definitely cop some Moss Band merch and uh, be on the lookout for that Moss Band channel and go subscribe. Hell yeah, I'm definitely uh, gonna post links to that under the episode. And I know a lot of like individually, like J O and Dubs and and uh dysfunctional they all have like twitch channels i'm just gonna fucking post all your links to a1 and the moss band disciples which is also a very special thing and uh also uh tristan was telling me about you guys doing a podcast too and having me on the moss band one so i'll also share that where you get to know the whole gang of characters and everything said that to you that's why i kind of stumbled a little bit there i was like i don't know if i should say that one but yeah i'm glad that he asked you that's awesome yeah yeah and definitely like we'll do some like cross promotion with this and that too because um yeah it's like i gotta say that whole gang of the moss band disciples like it's so funny that you're a group because you're such different people it's completely different individuals it's a circus it's a yeah. fucking circus of awesome human beings like yeah that's the the power of mushrooms <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a story for for a1 episode two and i'm definitely gonna have you back on here again so yeah, it's always sure. nice to just hang and uh talk yeah, to you I, I watch the show regularly so you know i'm a supporter i'm, I'm honored to be on here in general i thank you fuck yeah i appreciate you so much man and uh hope you have a good night and we'll keep in touch like always talk to you soon brother yeah thank you hope you guys enjoyed that episode with the champ a1 like we mentioned he's got a battle coming out and i think we're gonna drop it in the next month or so versus xqz definitely gonna share that on all our social medias and at the end of every episode you notice i thank all you legends on the patreon but i want to give an extra extended thank you to another patreon page this one is dropping on exclusively and early and that is the beast mode battles page people signed up there to 
get the video on demand after events. We did it for the first time last month and the reception has been amazing. And I'm happy to give you more content like this and you guys can look for more bonus things in the future. So thank you so much to the Beast Mode community. You guys are seriously helping us in so many ways of funding events like Breakthrough and there's something amazing coming your way in October. Oh my God, I'm biting my tongue. Even as a fan, just hearing little rumblings of what has been put together, I am so excited for us. So yeah, stay tuned for that. But before we go, I gotta do the traditional thank you to all of my people on the Creative and Balance Patreon. First up, biggest thanks to the co-producer Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design, the Queen Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Frickin' Campbell, Devin Staple, Devin McBride, Romshi, Mike Ulio, Jenny Potter, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer aka my mom if you want to support the creative and balance it's only three bucks a month you get all these episodes early and a shout out at the end of every episode you can go to patreon.com slash the creative and balance and every cent goes back into the show i mentioned this before i used to pay to do this podcast and now with all your help we're breaking even baby <laughs> i love you so much Got more episodes coming your way, and I'll catch you next time. Peace.